You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Pamela and Mariah. Yeah, and what's puberty? The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Salty Sex Cast. Woohoo. Pamela and Mariah. Yes, still coming at you um, via teleconference. <laughs> um, you know, we're still trying to respect social distancing. We really want to make sure that we keep ourselves healthy and our families healthy, but also to hopefully set that reminder to everyone that's listening to, if we can do it, you can do it too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, despite the quarantine and kind of the weird life we're living right now, Pamela, How's everything going with you? Oof. It's been a rough week for me. Yeah. Stuff that I can't really talk about. But yeah, I mean, you know, we had mentioned in that other episode about um, dating and relationships under quarantine. And this seemed to be like the crucible week for me. Yeah. And, and I'm in. It was really hard. But we got through it. Everything's okay right now at the moment but I definitely understand why there are so many divorces right now like I get it I just feel like we're in like a pressure chamber you know like in a in in a vacuum essentially because you can't really reach out to anything you can't go anywhere you can't bring friends over for like a somewhat of a social buffer for some (laughs) for a few moments or anything so just yeah, but it's definitely been in like this, I feel like it's just this pressure chamber and you can feel every little thing that probably would roll off your back and you'd be fine with. Um, it's just oh, getting under my skin and building and building. So I feel yeah, and it's been so hard and a lot of things have come to a head and hopefully once they're out in the open, kind of just let those wounds air out. <laughs> Not fester, I think is kind of, and just heal takes time, patience. Yeah, it does. It does. How about you? How's everything at your house? Um, not awful. <laughs> it's, <Dead. laughs> yeah, right. It's it's freaking hard, and I'll, I'll be lying if I'm saying that it's been easy or a learning experience or I've grown so much, like. Tell me when the dust settles and I'll tell you otherwise, you know, and I'll be like, okay, I can kind of see. And I'm really proud of myself for pushing through and all that stuff. But right now it sucks. It fucking sucks. But it looks like we're kind of on that downhill. I'm hoping we continue that trend, but I'm not going to hold my breath just because of how much we already know of is out of our control. Right. Um, So... But for our listeners, we appreciate you coming in and listening and hopefully coming in like they're coming into our chat right now. Sorry, we're going on Zoom again. And so it feels like a weird little private party over here. Um, but, you know, we appreciate you guys listening and supporting us still. And it's been um, hard. And so I'm glad you can see us on our ups and our downs because, you know, we're not trying to give you this perfect little package. Uh, we're trying to be real. And raw. Yeah, and I wish I could share more detail about why my life sucks because I think a lot of people could really relate. 
but unfortunately, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't want to disrespect anyone's privacy in my little world. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel you. Whoever's listening out there, I, we're probably going through similar things, just so you know. I would, I, without sounding like I'm tooting my own horn, <laughs> which I'm going to, <laughs> um, I feel like both you and I have some very healthy relationships mm-hmm. um, as far as even like maturity level, we're able to communicate, we're able to do a lot of things. You know, if you took a poll of a hundred couples, I would say we'd still probably come up pretty high on there on where like our health level was. So you and I are really struggling, you know, like it's freaking hard for everybody else. Um, But today, if you're catching the video of this, I've got my my battle buns up, (laughs) makeup on, and I just felt like I had to do that for myself to like pick me up. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have a good day today. I met some of my friends for a quarantine brunch. Um, and we just sat in our cars <laughs> and parked our cars together and um, a driveway and we had some mimosas and it was good. It was so good to like face-to-face interaction. Interaction is super important for me personally. Yeah. That's totally taught me this for sure. But. I really feel sorry for those people who live alone. Right I, couldn't, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't do it. I it's so hard. Yeah. I definitely feel lucky that I have a house full of people. <laughs> it's a full house. And I'm sure some days you wish it was a little less full. Exactly. I would still rather have that crowd than um, be by myself. That's, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Um, you know, the subject for today, I thought because we're in quarantine, lives are very different. Exercise routines are very, very different. You know, gyms are closed. Home home workouts just don't quite do it sometimes. Um, I made a joke that they, they call it the COVID-19 because we're all going to come out of quarantine with 19 extra pounds yeah. or more. Um, and so, you know, kind of what does that do with your body image maybe and how does body image come into play when we're thinking of relationships and sexual health and being sexual beings with your body image and just right now we're only in general yeah it's yeah an important part of mental health huge huge part um any uh body image journey that you have found for yourself, either good, bad, ugly, anything that sticks out to your mind when I say body image to you, Pamela? So I have a pretty positive body image, but then I also have to admit that I fit into society's category of what's acceptable, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really easy for me to like the way that I look when I get a lot of compliments from everybody about the way that I look. Um, but being stuck at home has definitely had an impact on how I'm feeling about how I look. And it's not like it's changed that dramatically, but um, I am not motivated to 
exercise at all. I just want to be still mostly right now. Um, and yoga is my favorite. Yoga is kind of my, you know, my religion. I go several times a week, you know, three, four, five times a week um, normally and get really competitive <laughs> in yoga. I think I mentioned on here before, it's like the one place I get really competitive. And um, I, I don't know, I didn't realize how much that aspect of it is important to me because without that competition, just being at home and doing yoga videos doesn't motivate me to work hard. Um, the 20 somethings with the perfect bodies and boobies in my, in my yoga class, they motivate me to work very hard. And uh, so, yeah, I've just, I've been doing very, very little and it makes me feel weak and doughy, even though I know I haven't had enough time to look that different. Um, and it's made me feel kind of shitty about myself and not very sexy. Like I've been less interested in sex over the last couple few weeks than I have most of my adult life. Like I just... I don't know. I'd rather do many other things. Work. I'd rather work than have sex. That's not my norm. <laughs> uh, I can feel you on the feeling down on myself and not feeling myself. You know, it's, I feel this empowerment when I get ready and I feel presentable and feel, um, seen is the biggest thing is to feel seen. And that does give me an empowerment. I will totally, I'm not going to lie. I, I do like that positive attention. I am one, if I'm going to meet somebody for the first time, I really try to make somewhat of a positive impression. And that if that is aesthetically, I mean, if I can take, if I can control that, I will. Um, and right now, not getting ready because no one's going to see me, um, not wearing makeup, not getting my hair done. It makes me feel yucky. Not even, I mean, totally not going to the gym, feeling softer, feeling um, lazier. Yeah. Um, that is going to be, is playing huge on my own body image and how I see myself is really, really equivalent to how I feel myself and I'm not feeling myself. I'm not, um, I don't feel super sexy at all. And I don't like that because I'm not going to, again, have a healthy, super healthy relationship if I'm not wanting to be intimate either. Um, so that's kind of, it's just this cyclical thing and it's driving me nuts. And so that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to get ready. I'm going to feel myself. I want to feel better about myself. Um, you know, I'm doing these little half-assed home workouts. <laughs> Fucking sucks because they're just stupid. And I'm like, I need like quadruple this weight right now. And, and so I was like trying to convince my 10-year-old. And I was like, hey, just stiff as a board and like cross your arms and I'm going to grab your leg and your arm. I'm going to flip you over. I'm going to squat you on my shoulders. And he was like, not for it. And he was flailing. And I was like, dang it. I just need some weight to squat anything just to feel like I was doing a workout. 
but that really how that trickles down for myself, it's not necessarily weight. Uh, I would be shocked. I have not um, gained or lost other than pregnancies more than 10 pounds since, I mean, for 15 years, you know, it's just my body has a homeostasis level. My body likes that weight. I will change sizes and depending on like, you know, if it's, it's more fat or muscle, like tone or not, you know, that will change. But I'm like, I will be shocked to see how much I change anyway, but I feel it. And I feel, um, less ready, less sexy. I mean, that really does affect so much of that. Um, and so that's kind of, I, and I'm sure you talk to your clients a ton about this for photography. Yeah. Cause how many of them avoid getting their photo taken because they're not there at their goal weight. Oh, that's like 80% of the people that I talk to say that they want to do a photo shoot, but first they have to lose 10, 15 pounds. Mm -hmm. And I spend half my life trying to convince people that they don't need to lose weight to be sexy or feel sexy. Um, And actually that's the purpose of these shoots is to prove that you can be sexy and feel sexy exactly as you are. You know, like we might dress you up a little bit and put on some makeup, but you still look like you. Um, So yeah, it's, you know, it's a message I have to remind myself. (laughs) We do, you know, um, but the, that this is what I stand for is that this, you know, we, we just can't let public perception have make such a huge impression on our Mm self-worth. And that's what us needing all of that positive feedback is all about. I feel the same way. I want to go into yoga class and feel like a badass because I can do all the things, right? And the teacher is like, good job, Pamela. I'm like, please give me a gold star. And, you know, <laughs> I need it. I do. Yeah. And like going out into the world and getting checked out by by people and, you know, dressing up cute and, and all of that. Like I that really helps my self-esteem and I don't know that it should like if my self-worth is really based on what I think of myself I shouldn't need all of that reinforcement we shouldn't need it but we do and I want to like really bring attention to that because it's okay to get that extrinsic you know gold star it's okay to find some value in those compliments. Um, What I think I'm struggling with is that was the majority of my value. And that was, and that's probably why I'm struggling is I need to kind of find more within myself. And it's, it's a concept I've dedicated most of my practice to body image. (laughs) So for me to say this and have my clients listen, I'm like, Oh, I promise even I get knocked off and, you know, have to pick myself back up and constantly reevaluate where is um, my center and what's most important for me. It's feeling good. It's having that energy. It's um, loving who I am, where I'm at right now. 
not, you know, where I'm going to be when the gym's that open back to, you know, when they, I just can't wait. And, but it's where, what can I find today that's going to fuel me um, to continue to pass on that and share that with somebody else and be intimate with somebody else and feel empowered and feel sexy and open up to someone instead of like, no, don't look at me until I've lost 15 pounds. Um, which, you know, and sometimes it's not even body weight. It could be body hair. It could be, you know, like anything like that. Cause trust me, I was like, hold up. We're doing what? I didn't, I didn't shave. So I was like, be back. <laughs> 10 minutes. Give me 10 minutes. But I was like, I can't feel sexy if I have like hairy prickly legs. And I'm just like, I don't feel myself. Um, And I feel like we've talked about my body hair a couple of times, but (laughs) one more time guys, (laughs) Um, you know, and just, it's, it's those things like that. But I'm like, other than that, I just, it's okay to let those gold stars, you know, get the ball rolling but what are we going to do to continue with that momentum? Um, what can I find within myself that's going to be like, okay, someone complimented me on my shirt today. That's awesome. Um, but they didn't compliment me on my shoes. And I'm not going to let that ruin that, you know, or it's not like, or only one person said something about what I looked like today. Um, you know, just stuff like that. It's uh, how do you fight those little negative things and then the negative the false narratives we have. Um, oh, if I could just kill that part of my brain that won't shut up about those stupid things. Um, it dragged me down into a super dark place this week and last week. I mean, super dark place. What were some, of, really- the things, what were some of the things that you were thinking about yourself? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I was just really embarrassed that I allowed myself to be dragged down so far because I knew all the things that I should do. So here, I'll, I'll give you an example. So for me, it was like, um, oh, you're just so fat and lazy because I hadn't gotten up to walk around at all. I had sat in the same spot all day to work eight hours, you know, and um, just eating junk that wasn't fueling my body. And so, you know, it was just like, you're just, you know, going back to the fridge to get more crap to eat, you know, and just those stupid little thoughts instead of being like, yeah, that's okay. I'm going to get myself today. Or, um, you know, like this isn't going to make me Oh, no. Did we lose her? Yeah, I think we lost Mariah. <clears throat> she just froze completely. Yeah. Gained 20 pounds because this is how I feel. Um, have you ever found when you're kind of nitpicking yourself and your physical things that you start nitpicking your partners? And not like telling them out loud, but you kind of start noticing a few things. You're like, you haven't gone to the gym either. And why are you getting more crap to eat? <laughs> Um, you know, and it's not, it doesn't feel good. It's not fun. And it's not a big deal either, but I hate that I put value in that. And I let those thoughts kind of continue to get fueled by more negative thoughts. And then I'll find, um, 
I'll find uh, data to like confirm my idea. And I'll be like, um, see, see how those pants fit you right now. See how your belly, you know, like, you know, just stupid things. And it's this stupid thought process when I'm like, my belly has been exactly like this. And those pants have always felt like it fit like that for a long time. Like this isn't anything new. This is just <laughs> what I'm giving attention to right now. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we've only been in quarantine for a few weeks. Like my body has, just like you said, your body hasn't changed that much. Um, but we feel it and we nitpick those things and we can go down that very negative rabbit hole easily. And that spills out into every aspect of our lives. Right. Um, so do you have, what do you tell your clients when they start going down this rabbit hole? What's the advice that you give them? Uh, yeah. See, that's why I'm like, Oh, see, I hate that I did this because I'm like, always telling everybody. I'm like, and that's why even, you know, my husband was like, do you, do you want to talk to someone? Do you need to do it? And I was like, no, because I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing and what I'm supposed to be saying. I don't want to, like, I want to be miserable in my misery and just like throw fit. So it was kind of hard, but it was a couple of rough days and then just got to snap out of it. And, you know, it was really one small action that I let snowball into another one. Um, so it was kind of just like, okay, so my pants fit like that. What about it? And I have to ask myself, what about it? Why is this a big deal? And so I'll start asking like myself questions of like, why does this matter? Yeah. Is this tied to my self-worth? And so then I'll be like, all guilty that I have those thoughts. And I'm like, I'm sorry, body. You're a good body. You really do all these things for me. Um, but it, everyone goes through that. And so everyone struggles with those thoughts now and again. There's not one per person on this planet that I can, you know, that I feel like has never had that, those thoughts. Um, you know, some people are just really good at bouncing back or really good at staving off the negative thoughts and being more positive and more showing more gratitude and things. Um, but it kind of really was like, what do I want from this? What do I want from this thought process? Am I being negative because I'm trying to bully myself into making better choices? Yeah. Because that's kind of what it started with. You know, it's like, well, you're going to the fridge to go grab some more crap. Why would I tell myself that unless I didn't want to? And so that's why I'm like, okay, well, how can I get there in a different way? I can be like, okay, well, you went to the fridge again. That's okay. Is there something you want from this that's going to give you something else that you want? Well, I want energy and I want to kind of feel good. Well, I can find a comfort food that's probably decent to eat. Yeah. You know, and so it really is taking that time and to ask, taking, just asking questions to get to the roots of what's going on, to give yourself enough time and patience to just like jump in and yeah. cut that yeah. thought, that negative thought process does take a lot of effort. I'm not, it's not easy. And it is so easy just to be like negative and and like not wanting to if you could see my facial experience <laughs> expressions right now you'd really see how I felt um but 
you know, it, it really does take a lot of effort to finally just stop yourself in the tracks and be like, where am I going with this? Yeah. What is this feeling? Um, if you can do that with yourself, you can definitely do that with another person. And that can really, really help with um, healthy relationships. If you're noticing that you're having this negative and you want to bite back, you want to say something mean or do something that's going to make them feel just as crappy as you feel. And if you can like all of a sudden realize what you're doing and stop yourself and ask why and kind of just be like, you know, a self-check, like, you know, check yourself kind of thing. Um, you could be really, really healthy in your relationships. And I've noticed like once I could do, if I could stop myself in my own negative thoughts, typically I can stop that in an argument and in the heat of the moment and not be so reactive. Um, so that was something that that tool, when I figured out that I had that power to do something, um, was really, really helpful, I guess, in like a lot of other aspects, but it's, it's still hard and there's still so many crappy things that sneak in and take over and sometimes it's just easier to let them take over and my my defenses were completely down so down I didn't have any of my normal coping skills my self-care my you know like the gym social time anything that like kept my cup full and me on that health it just wasn't there and so that's kind of what happened is it was just easily Yeah, I feel like I have to make compromises with myself when I am um, really not feeling well. And, you know, I'm tempted to eat junk food, for example. So instead of going in and just eating junk food, I will eat junk food substitutes that are a little bit healthier. So like I'll make pizza, but it'll be with a cauliflower crust and there's no sugar in the pizza sauce. And, um, you know, sometimes I'll even use like goat cheese instead of cow's milk or whatever. And, um, I want to have something sugary. So I'll have like a LaCroix (laughs) with liquid stevia in it. So it tastes sweet. And, um, so those are my coping mechanisms. It's like I, instead of doing nothing and just giving in completely, I'm like, I'm going to find a way to comfort myself that I can live with. Um, yeah. And like I, I learned to relearn again because of this whole situation, the importance of forgiving yourself. Like I, the thing that's made me spiral in the past is, when I start to feel depressed and then I have those meta feelings about how I'm feeling. Um, and when I've been able to just forgive myself and, um, accept that, you know what, I might be really lazy right now and I might not be eating the best and I might not be completely taking care of myself but this is a temporary situation. Like I recognize that this is something I'm going through and I'm going to come out of, and I'm going to be really gentle with myself while I'm going through this because it's fucking hard. Everybody's having a hard time with it. And, um, it's not worth beating myself up for making the situation worse. So those are my coping mechanisms. Like, 
you know, I, I do try to take walks and um, do a little bit of yoga at home and, and things that I know are not really all that helpful, but they're helpful enough. They're at least giving you a drop in the bucket, you know, I'm, I'm taking anything I can right now. Um, and that's, I think really important. Um, another question I get often, you know, when we talk about body image and how important it is with you being able to open up, um, emotionally, mentally, um, physically with other people, things like that is where do you start if you've never liked you? Oh God. Yeah. Where do you even start if you've hated your body or who you are or always looked at somebody else and wanted that so much, so much. And it was a hundred times different than what you are right now. What do you do? Um, you know, yeah. you, Yeah, I see this all the time in my clients and surprisingly, it's usually the ones that are the, the thin, thinnest, the fittest, the, you know, typical, what, what we as a society think of as beautiful that struggle with this the most. Yeah. That, that thin beauty ideal for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can all agree that that is something that society really puts a lot of value on. Um, but where, uh, what if you haven't found any value in yourself? When you look in the mirror, there's nothing but hatred and disgust. And, you know, where do you start from with that? And I think um, a lot of times, you know, I ask my clients, and this is, you know, that very start, that leg, um, you know, that step one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that took me so hard to spit that out. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> But it's look around you and what do you value? What are your values? And it could be, you know, aesthetic values. It can be moral values. It could be whatever. What do you value? And now um, what are you tying to that value and, and, and to prioritize those values, you know? And a lot of times if aesthetics is high ranking, Um, you know, we talk about why is it because it looks like people who are, you know, thin or good looking, get, have better lives. And why does that look like that to you? And what, um, false narratives are you seeing and telling yourself, you know? And so we kind of really break it down very, very, I mean, to the bare bones of what things are. And that goes against to your values, um, what you perceive, you know, your perceptions, things like that, and then have to build up from there. And so, you know, after you finally realize what do you value and why you're putting those values on that thing, um, you can start picking out the values and building those within yourself. So if it's like, I value that, um, that athlete. Yes, they look good, but really what I admire most is because of their dedication and hard work, um, you know, or something like that. So then we break it down to that. And it's like, well, what does dedication to hard work look like for you? Because you're not that person. You've grown up differently. You have different, you know, opportunities. 
then they, you know, we get, we just can't compare that kind of thing. And so, uh, just slowly building that up. So huge part of coaching, I would say that's about 80% of what I do already. Um, as you know, pulling back, breaking it down step-by-step, but even like when my husband asked, do you want to talk to someone? Do you want to see someone or whatever? And it wasn't because I was like going crazy or in, I, I needed like mental help or anything. It was more because it's like, I became blind to all of that stuff. I already knew, you know, well, and to tell it for yourself, else, but you're not yeah. it for yourself necessarily. Like you already have your coping mechanisms in place. So you haven't reached that point or don't often reach that point where you're like, Oh my God, where do I even start? Uh, and when, when the things are taken away that usually work for me, I have to redo that whole process again. And I was just in such a bad place that I couldn't even start, yeah. um, you know, and I was such in a negative place. It was like, I needed someone to help me kind of just get it rolling. Um, and luckily I got some alone time, some really good deep reflection time. And that, that really helped too. Cause I was like quarantine. I can't get away from anyone. Everyone wants to solve my problems. No, just sometimes I just need to be by myself for a little bit, but, um, you know, and then kind of from there, we go from values to body image. It really does make a huge connection because what am I valuing with my body? Um, what am I viewing? What am I seeing? Um, and that's how I absorb, um, myself as a whole, um, none of us see ourselves as other people see us just, you know, and my body image can vary one from one day to the next, depending on my mood, depending on how like, um, my gratitude or, you know, just that image is going on. If things, other things are negative, I don't have enough energy to kind of block out some of those little negative, you know, stupid things that are like, you know, look at that stretch mark or whatever, you know, a lot of times I can be like, mm-hmm, what about it? I have them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of, that's all it is, is it's acceptance. It's not going away. I am five, three. I am never going to grow taller. <laughs> <laughs> that's accepting that, you know, and it's not hating it because I'm shorter. It's not hating it because um, if I were taller, it'd look thinner, or if I had longer legs, I could run faster or whatever it is, you know, it's accepting that hand I was dealt and making the best of it. I love being short because I can wear high, high heels. <laughs> and one of my favorite things is always a lot of people will be like, you know, cause either they hear my voice or they see me on camera, you know, cause I do a lot of coaching, you know, virtual coaching like this and things. And, and then they finally meet me face to face and they're like, you're a lot shorter <laughs> than I expected. Or, you know, it's like, are you, have you always been that short? And it's like, yeah. And I don't know if it's just the way I hold myself or whatever, but I've always been that short. Have no. you always been that short? No, I've been losing height lately. Thank you for noticing. And by three isn't even that short. But it, I know it's something I have zero control over. So it's something I can really, you know, use as an example. Um, that's why I have my battle buttons. It gives me like, what, half an inch? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's uh, it's taking those things with stride, acceptance. It's 
you know, and then I'm going to pour energy into maybe something that I can control and I can control my body size. Maybe I, I am blessed with being able to, some people have illnesses that they don't get to, or, um, you know, injuries or whatever it looks like. Um, you know, what can you control, um, trying to put more energy into that as well. Um, but also accepting things without judgment. Like, how do you just hear it and say it and be like, okay, yep, that's me. What about it? You know, that's kind of looking at something without judgment. It's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just me. You know, it's just what's happened. Um, You know, some people, and I think this is absolutely wonderful, have, you know, we had that pendulum of um, bodies are valuable if they're thin and fit. And then, you know, we swung that pendulum and then it was like, bodies are super valuable, you know, um, you know, chubby and big girls and, you know, let's, uh, really just show our curves and all these things. And I love it. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not trying to negative talk that at all. Um, but where is the no judgment on size? Like that's still judging one size or the other. And that's still making maybe a really thin, thin person who cannot gain weight feel like they can't be part of this cool curvy girl club. True. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm always really, really careful where I try not to over celebrate one body size over another. Um, I absolutely just will love when anyone will rock whatever they've got, you know, cause that's awesome. <laughs> like that I love, but I also, um, you know, just trying to be careful with what we say and how we say it too can really affect other people's body image and, and things like that. Um, just to kind of go down that rabbit hole for a quick second. No, I, th- uh, I think that's a fantastic rabbit hole to go down and really should be one of our main points here is that we need to not latch on to this idea that there's only one right way to look. Mm-hmm. Or, or even, um, like I'll put like health in there and, and what a healthy body should look like, you know, cause some people are like, Oh, too thin. They're too thin. They're sickly. Um, you know, they're too overweight. They're, they're, um, you know, can get all these diseases and other things that can really hurt them too. And it's, it's quite inaccurate to judge a body like that. Um, and to look at it, and that's why I never look at BMI at all. Like that's something that's, I think, an outdated measurement of health. And unfortunately, still very many medical professionals use that. Um, so what is a healthy measurement of body health? <laughs> so <laughs> that's actually, they're all tools to measure something, right? Um my, I'm trying to think of a good example of measurement of like, so this is a stupid analogy, but it was the first one that popped in my head. I'll go with it. So we're not dead air for a minute, but like you look at, um, a car and 
like, you know, you're going to buy a car. Is it good? I mean, and you've heard the whole kick the tires thing, right? But you probably need to measure a few other things if it's still good. You still need to look at other things, you know. You know, you're looking at not just miles, but you look at the year it was built. You look at the body work. You look at the interior. Is it a good car or not? You know, is it something you want or not? Um, so you can't just look at one type of measurement um, for overall quality, I guess, quality of health. So it's all these little tiny pieces build into each other. Weight, yeah, is one. Um, you know, your uh, waist measurement is another one you can kind of look at. The reason weight is so um, obsessed about, I guess, yeah. it is because it's so easy. I mean, everyone who, how many people don't have a scale in their home? Granted, I am one because I just, it's dumb. I don't think I need it. Um, it's not something that I'm trying to gain weight for health. I'm not trying to lose weight for health. And I know where I'm at. Um, so I don't have a scale, but that, that was just something that was always really, really easy to measure. Measuring tape, you know, you can see that. You can look at the little yeah. tick marks on a measuring tape where your arms or legs or waist is at, you know, that's something that's another thing, but we can start looking at now we have better technology that can, um, you know, actually read body fat and muscle mass and water weight and really look at those ratios within a body type or a, a, a person to break down their body type. Um, so it's really just kind of like gather all the data you can get your blood work done, you know, your triglycerides, your cholesterol, your blood sugar, all of those things. Um, you know, it's actually quite surprising how many people do have like prediabetes that look totally healthy. Yeah. So again, it's, it's just kind of what was easiest. And so a lot of people are like, wait, and you know, wait, has everything to do with all everything. If I'm lighter, I'm healthier. If I'm this and that, and it's like, it, that was just a tiny puzzle piece. Why are we making it the, the one that, um, is most important? Yeah. So I, I feel like body image, when everybody hears body image, they go straight to weight when really, you know, it could be skin color even. It can absolutely so many things, um, you know, and it can also have to do with age, you know, like our bodies change so much as we age and looking at yourself in the mirror and feeling like that's not me anymore. I don't (laughs) recognize myself, you know, but I mean, seriously, that's incredibly hard. And I've thought about because so much of my value as a person is wrapped up in the way that I look and um, the kind of attention that that gets me and the kind of relationships it's allowed me. And I think, well, God, you know, like when I don't look like this anymore, how drastically is that going to change the way I feel about myself and what can I do to prevent that from from, you know, creating a crisis for myself in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And letting it drag me down so much and affect everything that I do. Um, I'll tell you, if I don't feel good, if I, if my body image is off, my interactions with people are off my relationship, you know, like it's just, they really do go hand in hand. I mean, I'm sure you've met, um, 
you know, beautiful, beautiful people who are just miserable because they don't feel good about themselves. Oh yeah. All and the time. Like, how? Well, <laughs> but I, and then I've also met people who, I mean, I, I'm sure you suffer from this too. Like the pretty people privilege, right? It's mm-hmm. like, um, when you get that kind of attention, positive attention for the way that you look and like life is easier in a lot of ways, right? It's, it really is. People respond to you differently if you're attractive and are more willing to give you what you seemingly want. And, um, and I think for people who are extremely beautiful, I think, you know, there's a saying like, you should feel sorry for the prettiest and the least prettiest person in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, because there are really disadvantages to being at either end of that spectrum. And, and yeah, being that beautiful, you're always wondering, well, why do people really like and pay attention to me? Is it for anything more than the way that I look? Um, there, yeah. And there, it's a measurable thing. There is such thing as, you know, the pretty people bias there's, you know, the privilege, that kind of thing. It's, um, but yeah. Uh, you know, if you have, two very successful people next standing next to each other and one's more good looking, um, they actually automatically lose credibility for their work. Really? Yes. So people will tell you like, Oh, they're the only reason they have that station or they've earned that degree or published that book is because of the way they look. Um, you know, and that was something that kind of, um, just like you said, you know, it's kind of, it's one of those things that people have to think about and not that we're saying, oh, poor, pretty people. (laughs) But when you recognize it does happen, you start recognizing where are we putting value as a society? Well, and also I think it's, it's important for us to realize that that's an issue because we should have compassion for everyone and not make assumptions about what's going on in people's heads. You know, mm-hmm. you can look at beautiful people and say, Oh, life is so easy for you. And you know, for <laughs> some of them, maybe it, it is easier in certain ways. It's harder in other ways. Um, but we all have struggles and we all have um, insecurities about the way that we look for different reasons. I feel insecure because I feel like I'm losing all of my hair as I age. And part of that too is like the testosterone. We talked about the hormone therapy. And I don't know if I mentioned that like it's made a bunch of my hair fall out and it's freaked me out. Um, just and just save it for a wig. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but just things like that. Like there, there are so many things, there's so many opportunities for insecurity, right? Um, there, I think there's far more than there are for security. <laughs> I do too. Um, and so just learning to have compassion for everyone and, and realizing that even the most, you know, beautiful, like perfectly proportioned, whatever goddess out there, um, probably has insecurities too and probably needs a friend really badly. (laughs) I've seen it a lot. Yeah. I think just everyone's deserving of attention and love. 
And, and even, and again, for body image, you know, what do we put value on? You know, there's so many times that like, I want to tell someone like, oh, cute shoes, but I'm like, do I want to put, do I want to put value on that? You know, and if I don't know them, if it's a stranger and I really like their hair or something, I straight up go up to something, especially if I've had a few drinks, like you're always going to, I'm going up to all sorts of randos at the bar and like, I love your shoes and your purse. I'm beautiful. But, and I, and it's actually quite authentic. Like I really, really do mean it. Um, but like, I really just started to check myself on what do I, um, enforce as far as like, what am I complimenting on? You know, like, I really love you as a friend and you're, you know, you're such a great listener or you're super funny or whatever it is. It's not super aesthetically tied, you know, trying to remember that, yes, that's still important. And yes, we all, um, have that, um, ability to absorb beauty and we want beauty around us, you know, to some extent, but if we're fueling the other things too, guess what else is going to shine through? We're going to feel better and we're going to be brighter and be more pleasant to be around, you know? Um, that's why I have my tulips behind me. (laughs) in the video I had a neighbor drop those off on our porch it was so sweet I'm like it really is those little little things that can fully brighten a room and it's what are you going to give attention to um what are you going to fuel so absolutely but yeah um this was definitely a very different cast like episode uh from what we normally do I mean it's not raunchy I think I maybe only swore like twice which is a damn miracle (laughs) um do we we need to talk about something dirty just real quickly just for our listeners trying to think if I have any fun stories (laughs) (laughs) um yeah some really dirty sex tonight with my two partners did you say you're planning on it Mm -hmm. good good that's another thing I just need something to look forward to because this (laughs) bullshit of not knowing what's going to happen what's happened what anything like I just feel like so I'm glad that we still do this at least weekly I can look forward to that no at the very least I get to see you every week yeah even if it's (laughs) over video on your digital yeah but yeah, it's, it's what can we look forward to? So my challenge for everybody for the week, all my listeners, is to plan something that you can look forward to, um, whatever that is, a vacation, uh, um, an activity. Ooh, ooh, I got one. A boudoir, ooh, ooh, okay. A boudoir photo shoot. Yes. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. that actually brought me to a thought of um, – so you recently did a um, competition, right? Yeah, we did a giveaway. A giveaway. That's I'm like, what was it? I can't think of words. Um, and uh, Abby wanted to win so bad. And I was like, I think, <laughs> I think you might be out. You know, like when you have people who are like work for an industry and you're like, yeah, you can't you know, be part of the sweepstakes if that, I'm like, I think you're out because I'm close with, (laughs) but anyway, we were talking about it because I was like, um, doing a photo show pre and post like breast augmentation. Cause I'm like, it's not, I wish I had done that. Um, because it's not like I hated myself before 
Yeah. But I would have liked to, you know, at least looked at that change and proved to myself also that I'm really the same person and I'm still, um, my value hasn't changed. I just may be slightly more comfortable with my body or whatever, or, you know, I'm, I don't know, whatever it was for me. And like, and, you know, and I was just kind of like, maybe you should do that. That would be really fun for you and stuff. But anyway, thinking of that is, it's even for those clients who think that they have to be perfect before they even go get their shoot with you. I think that's, that's a lot of crack. Um, you know. It 100% is. And every time I am able to convince someone not to lose the weight um, and just go ahead and do it, every single time they're like, thank you so much for, for telling me that I can do this. And they they are just over the moon about how they look and their images. Because that's the whole point is to like see yourself looking amazing and sexy and just be blown away by it. Mm-hmm. Um but I would suggest to Abby, because she, you know, I don't know if she has a couple thousand dollars to throw at a shoot. It's not, it's not cheap, right, to do one of our shoots. But um, we're doing these webcam sessions now. So it's pretty cool because we can shoot now anybody in the world. Um, and they're only like, they're 40 bucks for a 15-minute session. And then... 75 for a 30 minute session. And so she could do just a webcam session before and after, and it's totally affordable and they're really fun. And then Mateusz, like the, the time that I mentioned is just the time that he's shooting. He spends extra time helping you set up um, your lighting and, you know, posing and all of that. And then he edits. It's, it's really cool. And then he edits the images afterwards and um, does a beautiful editing job. So anyway, I love that. It'd be really fun for her. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I was trying to convince her. So I was like, it's like, if anything, because I don't think I have like very many pre pictures that I feel like I can compare and not like I care to compare, but I'm like, it's fun now that it's, it's been several years and I'm like, I don't even remember what I used to look like. (laughs) I remember I wasn't super pleased. Obviously that's why I changed spent thousands of dollars to change but um but no I think that's awesome any other last thoughts on body image I mean I have plenty but we're trying to also fit this into just one episode this will be a subject that gets brought up several times I'm sure yeah absolutely yeah no I can't think of anything else to add I think you're the expert on this one oh you're sweet awesome well again you know we want to make sure that uh, we have a message we wanted to share with folks. And um, I think it's you know, quite a few awesome stories that we're getting back of like, you know, some of our subjects that we've talked about and things has really opened up people or, or their thought process and they never, or they felt like they were alone in that thought process. So anyway, what I'm getting at is please share our podcast because there's people out there that need enlightenment. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I really love hearing that what we're doing um, is making a difference. So, so and if, if you feel any, like it can make a difference to someone else, please share. 
And if anybody would like to join in on the conversation, we can be reached at uh, saltysexcast at gmail.com. Our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash saltysexcast. And we can also be reached on Twitter at saltysexcast. Yes, and if you become one of our patrons on Patreon, you get to see our video. Woohoo! <laughs> this episode, so you can just see me as I'm as I'm sitting next to the window, and it's slowly getting darker and darker, and you can see less and less of my face. Yeah, yeah. I think I started really dark because my back faces the window, and then like we've slowly switched. It's kind of funny. Brady yeah. just looks great because it's studio cam. Studio cam, yeah. But I'm, I, I'm getting yeah, a new so webcam for it. Today. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, please, yeah, like Brady said, follow us and, and like us and share because uh, we really believe in what we're doing and um, we love having an excuse to talk about this stuff and that excuse is you. Yeah. <laughs> love it. All right, guys. Have a great week and stay sexy. And happy. Bye. What's puberty? Puberty? Well, puberty's a lot of things. Here's the piece. When you hear about it first, it sounds very strange. Oh, if it really bothers you, you should see a doctor. Then at puberty, certain glands begin to work, and our bodies begin to change. It enlarges the penis itself. And there's a center opening between those two, which is called the vagina. The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help.